Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for tuning in to The Hen House, the one podcast pre-recorded live in front of a canned studio audience. And here's your host, Jazz Chicken. Welcome, welcome. Thank you. Thank you, everyone. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you. Yes, one man at the back there. Thank you very much. Hello, everyone. And now, it's our fourth podcast now. It's our fourth one. We're doing really well. And uh, whilst this is going on, we've got a a semi-lockdown that's going on due to the coronavirus that's going around. Uh, I say semi-lockdown. People should be isolating themselves, staying at home. But then you look outside and everyone's running around outside. People are still needlessly shopping. They don't need to panic buy. There's literally no need to panic buy. And it's leaving all our health workers, everyone who's actually trying their hardest to fight this and create a cure, leaving them with no food and also the elderly with no food, which is just really wrong to think about it you need to think about everyone else and not yourself it just shows how many selfish people there are in the world so if that's my advice for you for the day is to please think of others please always think of others before you do things i'm already beginning to ration my food um just so then it means there's one shopper off the shop floors needlessly buying things that i don't really need to all i can do for chicken cut it in half i've got two meals when i get a packet of minced beef i can put it into three portions i then have three meals instead of like two or one if i was to eat the entire packet i could also split it into four and i got four meals there so think about your portions for your meals you can stretch it out for longer and it also means that you won't burn through your food super quick and then go oh i need to go to the shops and then you go to the shops and every shelf is completely empty like it currently is right now and then you're like oh no i've got no food what am i gonna do it's like well if you didn't panic by and you didn't just gorge on everything you've got in a major feast you wouldn't have this problem (laughs) so please think of others think um, not just on yourselves, but think of everyone else around you and for those working very hard. And we do really appreciate for all of you hard workers out there working in the NHS, working in our hospitals, caring for the sick, caring for the elderly, all the healthcare workers out there that are looking after the elderly, and also for the people working on the shop floors, because I'd imagine the amount of grumpy people they've probably had to talk to as well. So we do appreciate you all. And, uh, I've almost beaten this cold. Uh, the cold's pretty much gone. I've just got lingering effects now. Um, I'm not sniffing as much. I'm not sneezing as much. And I wasn't really coughing anyway to begin with. Um, it's the only the only time I do cough is pretty much when I sit up or stand up because then any mucus that had been draining into the back of my throat kind of dislodges and ends up towards my windpipe and I'm like get out of my windpipe (laughs) it's disgusting but no everything's fine I think the only news that I've got in my life personally is that when I came home yesterday I randomly thought you know what I'm going to check our little kitchen gullies and drains because it blocked a few days ago or a week ago or so and cause our neighbours to complain. I think we had like a, a f- what we call a fog build-up. I say we, I work for the water board, personally. Um, and what we call fog is fat, oil and grease. And that's stuff that when you do your washing up, mostly if you're doing your frying pans, 
it's always wise to wipe down your frying pans, if, especially if they're oily, because then you get majority of the oil off, um, because otherwise that's going to sit in your drain pipes. And then the moment it goes out of your house and into your drains underground, it cools down rapidly, which then becomes a fine white paste, and the longer it sits attached to your pipe, it slowly becomes a hard concrete type substance which blocks up your drains um and that's kind of what we had i just kicked some glasses there um it's kind of what we had so i ended up sorting that out and i thought yesterday you know what i'm just going to quickly double check the drains make sure they're fine and i saw a little newt just stuck <laughs> in our kitchen gully wading in the little um pool of water that that was sitting in there because um, it doesn't fully drain away. We've got this weird catch pit system where the pipe's not right at the bottom. It's kind of halfway up. I don't understand it because it drains, the gravity drains it away. Um, so it, it always has a bit of standing water in there. Uh, but we had a newt in there and he was just sitting there going, I don't know what to do. And he looked very tired, to be fair, because I think he was stuck and he had nowhere to go, and he had probably been floating in there for a very long time. So I scooped him out, put him under a bush, and he didn't panic or anything. That's why I thought maybe he must have been ex exhausted or tired, because normally wild animals, especially like newts or small lizards and stuff, they are super vigilant, and they're super alert. So the moment you go near them, they go, and then run away. <laughs> they're like, oh my god! But this one was like, uh, just kill me. <laughs> And I'm like, I'm not gonna kill you. Just put you under the put you under this bush far away from my drains, and then let him chill out for a bit, catch his breath, and then he can go on his little merry way, eating bugs and all sorts. So I saved a life. I saved a life yesterday. Maybe he then now got coronavirus and is now dead. But <laughs> but at least I tried. <laughs> um, what can you expect today? We're going to do a very quick recap on the rules for the fantasy game, the RPG game that we've got going on. I feel like a recap is needed. I've scripted it out as well, uh, rather than loose notes, uh, so then it's short, sharp, and to the point, so then we can keep recalling back to this moment, and it will be a nice, clear, precise, because I don't think I was clear last time. I rambled, and I even questioned myself as I was telling the rules. <laughs> So this is all clear now and to the point and hopefully should answer any questions that you may have at this moment. Uh, we will then go straight into the RPG story. We'll get that done. So get your character sheets ready. Then we shall be talking about our subject for the day, which is chat-up lines. I've been scouring the internet and asking friends and family, uh, mainly the women, uh, what is the best or worst chat-up lines that you have ever been given? Because I think chat-up lines are completely pointless. And I don't understand why people still use them. And it's shocking to know that it does work sometimes. Women sometimes go, oh, he's so handsome because he spoke to me like that. He... <laughs> A lot of it is very derogatory, and I don't know. It just... <laughs> I don't know the word to describe it, but it doesn't speak highly of the person that you're talking to. <laughs> and some of them, I don't even know if they are chat-up lines. 
but they're in the list. They are on the list of chat up lines that I found. So I was like, how is that a chat up line? Really? <laughs> and with me, who is like the worst when it comes to dating, and if there's anyone else out there who has the same problem, um, maybe this is something for you. It's definitely not for me. I'm not going to use any one of these. I never use chat. Maybe that's what I'm doing wrong. I never use chat lines. I like to talk to women as women. I treat women with respect. I like to get to know their interests and what they do. That seems to be a bad thing. I mean, I've had a lot of bad experiences, so maybe that's where I'm going wrong. Maybe that's where I'm going wrong. Maybe I need to be more abusive or... Um, you know, derogatory and uh, talk down to them and, uh, yeah, be a big piece of crap. <laughs> Who knows? But I refuse to do that. I, I will continue on with my own plan of being myself. And if the person I'm talking to doesn't like the person I am or is not interested in being with someone like me, well, fair enough move on. <laughs> I'm not going to hate them for it. I'm not going to hate myself for it. I've done all that. I bought that. I've done that. I bought the t-shirt. I'm not going to do it anymore. Now it's just like, okay, fair enough. Move on. See ya. I've actually, there's, there's been a couple, um, I went on a few dates recently. Sorry, just going off topic. I went on a few dates recently and, uh, it was starting off going really well. And then it was like, oh no, I don't think it's really working out. We're not going anywhere. I'm really sorry. Oh, please don't. As if she was thinking I was going to get angry or freak out or anything. And I was went, okay. <laughs> and she's like, what? I was like, yeah, it doesn't, I mean, it's, it means it's a shame, but all right, if that's how you feel. It doesn't, doesn't bother me. I mean, I was kind of getting that impression anyway. So, uh, good luck to you. Bye. Yeah, <laughs> they're left going, what? <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> it's like, what? So did you want me to be upset? Or are you doing this just to try and get a response from me? Is that what it is? Are you playing mind games? I don't like mind games. So no, then. <laughs> Definitely, you can go the other way. No mind games for me. And then they're like, oh, oh, oh. It's like, no, bye. So maybe, again, maybe that's where I'm going wrong. I don't like mind games. <laughs> and yeah. Anyway, right. Before I could I could talk deeper into that, and I was about to, and that's why I went, anyway, just to tell my brain to shut up. <laughs> don't even go down that road. <laughs> and we've also got the um, amazing improv news. We've been getting a lot of high reviews for that, from mainly from friends at the moment. Um, so please join the Discord and let us know. I haven't actually posted all these up yet, so hence why I say just for my friends at the moment, because none of these have actually gone out yet. Once I've recorded this one, then I'll start putting them out. It gives me at least a month, because these pods will be coming out once a week, so by having four pods ready, that gives me a month to record another four. I think that's plenty of time. Um, so yes, I'm looking forward to your responses. I'm looking forward to seeing you and talking to you more. I say see you, I, I mean like see your name in Discord pop up and you say, hey, and that was funny or I didn't like that and go fuck yourself and you know, <laughs> that type of thing. Please don't be abusive. Positive feedback would be wonderful. Creative uh, feedback is also good. Was it, is it, was it creative? Um, 
Constructive criticism. That's the word I'm after. God, it took me ages to think of that. <laughs> you won't know because I cut all that out. <laughs> Constructive criticism. That is always welcome. Criticism by itself is never really welcome, but if you're constructive with it, you give me your reasons behind it, then that is way more appreciative than just saying, I hate it. <laughs> and then that's it. You go, it's rubbish, pile of wank, you should die. <laughs> and you're like, whoa, hang on. Someone's someone's having a bad day. <laughs> so without further ado, here is your quick reminder of the rules and how to get started for the RPG story game within our podcasts. Okay? And the very first uh, section of the story is from our first pod. So if you wish to go from the beginning, then start from pod one. Great Scott Marty! It's the information from the past! It must be changed, Marty! Why am I a pirate? <laughs> this is Future Jazz now talking. Just to do a bit of a correction, it is not the first pod, it is the second pod. And the timestamp, if you want to go straight into it, is 3835. Okay, 3835, and you can start the very first RPG uh, game on the second pod, not the first pod. Bye-bye. I cannot stop you, however, from starting at any point in the story, but if you want the full experience, then I definitely recommend you start from pod one. (coughs) Pod two. With your character sheets ready, what you will need is A4 paper, a pencil, a rubber, and two six-sided dice. On this one side of the paper, you'll want a box for your skill, your stamina, your luck, your death count, your equipment, your gold, and other. The the other box is basically anything that you don't currently have equipped. The death count is one thing that I didn't actually write on there. Every time you die, put like just increase your death count by one and then restore everything to full. So your skill, your stamina, your luck, restore it back to full. Um, Restore your potions, restore your provisions or your food back to 10, and and then you're good to go again from where you left off. From where you died, you then continue then. And basically, it's like a computer game. You have continues. (laughs) You put a coin in the machine and now you're back. Magic. Oh, isn't fantasy? Isn't the world of fantasy a wonderful thing? <laughs> Anything can happen, and that's basically your death count. So every time you die, you just replenish everything back to full and continue continue from there. And you start the game. I completely forgot to mention this. You start the game with a basic sword and basic armor. Um, I forgot to mention this last time, and I started to question myself: How are you fighting these monsters? Are you fighting them with your bare hands? And uh, are you going into this dungeon naked? (laughs) Are you wearing anything? Should the players not be equipped with something? So yes, you start with a very basic sword and basic armor. It does nothing for your stats. It's basically just there. That's what you have. Uh, You also have a potion of skill, a potion of stamina, and a potion of luck. And finally, you also have 10 provisions or food. Uh, Depends how you want to write it. It's 10 times food. Each potion restores that particular stat uh, back to full. So, for example, your skill potion restores your skill back to its maximum. Your stamina potion restores your stamina back to full, and also with your luck. The difference is, with the luck potion, 
it also increases your maximum by one. So say your maximum is seven, it dwindled down to two, you use the potion, it goes straight back up to seven, but also increases by one, so now you have eight. Your provisions. Each time you use one provision, it restores four hit points. Now, to set your stats, roll one six-sided die and add six. That result will be your skill. Do this again, and that result will be your luck. Roll both six-sided dice and add 12 for your stamina. You are now good to go. During the game, you will also be faced with little tests that you must do. When you are told to roll a skill check or a skill test, roll both six-sided dice, and if the result is equal to or less than your skill, you succeed. The same applies for luck. Roll both six-sided dice and get equal to or less than your current luck score. The only difference is, every time you test your luck, you must decrease it by one, whether you succeed or not. Now, this is not the maximum you're decreasing, it's just the current, the current number. So say your maximum is seven, the moment you do a check, it goes down to six, but your maximum stays at seven. So keep that as a reminder for if you use a luck potion or any other item, you know exactly how much to max it up to. I don't want you guys going, oh, I started on seven and then it dwindled down to four, so I used a potion and now my luck is at 99. It doesn't work like that. <laughs> If you use a luck potion, it will go to eight. Because remember, the potion increases your maximum by one. When in battle, on the back of your A4 paper, note down the monster's name, skill, and stamina. Roll two die six and add your skill. This is your result. Roll again, but add the enemy's skill. This is the enemy's result. The highest number between the two wins. If your score is the winning roll, then you hit the enemy for 2 HP. If your enemy's result is higher than yours, then the enemy wins, and you take 2 wounds. You lose 2 hit points. Uh, you can test your luck at any time. It doesn't matter if the enemy wins or if you win the result. Um, if you are hitting the enemy and your luck test was successful, then you deal 4 damage to the enemy instead of 2. If you failed the, the luck result, then you deal 1 damage instead of 2. If, however, the enemy has hit you, and, you're, and you wish to test your luck, if successful, you suffer one wound instead of two. It's as if you're defending, or you've managed to dodge, and he's, like, skimmed you. Uh, but if you fail that luck roll, then you suffer three wounds instead of two. So he's, he, your dodge failed, and he scored a critical hit. Whichever result, always remember to lower your luck by one. And that's it. Those are the rules. <laughs> Short and sweet. And I've realized I've almost <laughs> spoken for 20 minutes. Jesus. Right, so now we're going to go straight into the story game. Yay! <laughs> Woo! Story game! Greetings, adventurers. And welcome back to the Wandering Mountain. For those of you who stayed above the chasm, you are staring in a dark, empty room. Ahead of you was a staircase, and to the left was an unlit torch. For those of you who decided not to light the torch and press on forward, 
You step forward cautiously, alert to any dangers lurking within the room. You listen out for anything unusual, but you hear naught. As you begin to make your way up the steps, something brushes against your face. Something sticky. You then find your movements become somewhat sluggish. But by then, it is already too late. You find yourself held in place, surrounded in a sticky substance. You have stepped into a giant cobweb. You feel the web shake and shudder. You try desperately to pull yourself free. Moments later, you feel a heavy body thrust itself upon you. A sharp pain shoots down your neck, and the last thing you remember is being spun around and around and around. Increase your death toll to one. You are now back at the entrance of the chasm, this time with the only option remaining, to light the torch. For those of you who decided to light the torch, you move over to examine it further, looking for anything that you may be able to use to light it with. Fortunately for you, below the torch are two pieces of flint. You smack them together to create a spark, which ignites the torch. It does little in ways of lighting the area around you, but it is then you notice the flame climb higher up, it climbs up the wall and along the ceiling. You realize that this torch was connected to a fuse. The flame hits a crossroad, burning either side of the room, linking to more torches within the chamber. With the room now brightly lit, you see the chamber in front of you, heavily filled with cobwebs. And to your horror, above you, Staring, waiting, is a giant black spider. You know if you are to press on further, you have to fight this beast. The black spider's stamina is 9, and its skill is 10. Pause the podcast now while you fight for your life. After slaying the spider, you wish to the heavens that it was not venomous. Its heavy corpse slumped on the floor, curling into a fetal position. With one of the torches, you use it to ignite the cobweb, burning the web around you. With the room now clear, you see a stone door in front of you, which appear to have hieroglyphs carved into it. Further study shows that this language the language of the primordials. Myths told tales of the first beings that walked this planet. The elemental beings of earth, fire, air, and water. You believe these to be nothing but children's stories. However, it seems a civilization once knew these as their gods. Perhaps you are in an ancient chapel. Maybe this is a shrine to such gods. Whatever it is, it has been here for some time. 
Under each series of hieroglyphs are old, ancient keys still in their locks. It appears that if you wish to open this door, you must turn these locks in the correct order. Moments pass, and you manage to fully translate the hieroglyphs on the door. Above one key reads the words, Preserve Life. The second reads, Cleansed by Light. The third, Born from Darkness. And the fourth, Elevate from Death. What order do you wish to turn these keys? Write down the order you turn these keys on your character sheet and find out the result in next week's episode. For those of you who fell down and fought the leeches, you walk up into an antechamber lit by bioluminescent mushrooms. You are not sure exactly how these mushrooms are emanating such life, but you decide to pick a few to keep to yourself. Who knows, maybe they will become useful one day. Add four glowing mushrooms to your character sheet. Whatever substance made these mushrooms glow is now making your fingers glow. At a quick glance of this antechamber, you see nothing but a dead end. However, on further inspection, you notice there is a stone door behind the overgrowth. Make a skill check. If you succeed, then with one swipe of your sword, you manage to cut down the mushrooms, relieving a safe passage to the door. If you fail, then your swing was too weak, and instead, you disturb a pocket of spores which now fill the air. Reduce your stamina by one, and try again. With the area now clear, you notice the stone door with four grooves carved into it. One of which holds a stone plate with an engraving of a moon. Looking around, you find three more similar plates, each with a different symbol. An ank, a skull, and a sun. If you wish to open the door, then you realize that you must put these plates in the correct order. Mark them down on your character sheet. The Ankh, the Moon, the Skull, and the Sun. And make a note of which order you wish to go with. The result of your choice will be announced in next week's episode. Oh, there we have it. There we go. It's, it's, it's puzzle time this time. No boulders falling on your head. Oh, but for those of you who stayed up top, you had to fight a big giant spider. So what have you got to fight something? Now it's puzzle time. You've got to try and figure something out. I'm interested to know what would happen. Will you actually get through this okay? Or will there be consequences? Who knows? And did anyone make that terrible mistake of not lighting the torch? Did you get eaten by the spider? Let me know how you got on in the Discord at https colon forward slash forward slash discord dot gg forward slash capital C sky w capital S eight. That's https colon forward slash forward slash discord dot gg forward slash capital C sky w capital S eight. And let me know how you're getting on and if any of you have already died. And without further ado, let's move on to our 
Topic of chat up lines. Now, I've been scouring the internet, as I mentioned previously, and also talking with friends and family. I didn't note down the websites, though, which is a bit of a pain, but never mind. Um, to see what <laughs> bizarre chat up lines there are. Please let me know in the Discord if any of you actually use chat up lines and what responses you get. And now you can clearly tell the, the from the if any guys say, oh yeah, I said this and now we've been together ever since, or I then was laid, uh, you know, I got laid that, that same night, or I was then on a date, or had sex with multiple people. You know they're lying. You know that's all bullshit. It never goes down well. I mean, I like to think it never goes down well. The fact that there's so many chat lines, you know, it's it's mind-boggling. So this is <laughs> this one. I th this one I found on a YouTube video um, for VR. There was people on VR chat, and uh, they they like to mess around. And uh, one of them went up. They they found a girl uh, player, and were like, "Oh my god, it's a girl!" <laughs> so then there's actually women playing games. I mean, there's loads of women playing games. So <laughs> I think they're just making a joke of that. Um, and one of them went up to them <laughs> and said, "My God, you really are beautiful, aren't you? How about I give you my ABCs? I give you an A because you're amazing." I give you a B because you're beautiful. I give you a C because you're confident. And I'll give you my D because you deserve it. <laughs> and then I was like, what? <laughs> and then they all went silent and just stared at her and went, so what do you say? And she just went, uh, okay. <laughs> and then they all just went, she wants the D. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck did I just watch? Um, and that's kind of what spurred me on to delve deeper into this topic. Uh, one that I made up myself because I thought it was funny. Um, never used it because why would you? It's uh, I, I was thinking of um, Captain Barbosa from uh, Pirates of the Caribbean. And if he was to chat up Miss Turner <laughs> instead of going, you best start believing in ghost stories, Miss Turner. You're in one. Um, this time he's going to say, You must be a treasure map, Miss Turner, because I'm digging your chest. <laughs> this is just a silly one. <laughs> now, I don't imagine anyone saying that, because you'd have to say it as if you were a pirate. <laughs> it would be a bit weird if you walk up to someone at a bar and just go, Hey, so, uh, you must be a treasure map, Miss Turner, because I'm digging your chest. <laughs> She'd be like, What the fuck? <laughs> he's like yep i'm just gonna go over here now this next one i got from one of uh, jimmy carr's stand-ups and i thought it was great so i've remembered it ever since <laughs> are you a fallen angel because you look like you landed on your face <laughs> I thought that was brilliant <laughs> so obviously not a nice one <laughs> But then we go into the ones that uh, ones that I've been told about and also ones that I found. There's quite a few, so <laughs> I'll go through them and I'll try and say them seductively. Cue the music! Have you been to the doctors lately? Because I think you're lacking some vitamin me. 
I kind of wanted to change that one and say, have you been to the doctors lately? <laughs> because you look like shit. <laughs> I really wanted to change that one. Okay, next one. Kiss me if I'm wrong, but dinosaurs still exist, right? I find this one really stupid because, yes, dinosaurs do still exist. They never stopped existing, so this is really stupid. Kiss me if I'm wrong. But you're not wrong, so it looks like you're never going to get a kiss if you use this one. <laughs> because dinosaurs still exist. They're just dead. Just because they're dead doesn't mean they don't exist. <laughs> That's so stupid. It's like saying, I don't know, Michael Jackson no longer exists. Or... Um, Bob Marley no longer exists because he's dead. <laughs> I, no, this, this was a really stupid chat line. Kiss me if I'm wrong, but dinosaurs still exist, right? <laughs> yeah, you're right. <laughs> they do exist, so you're not wrong. So you ain't getting a kiss. Now, fuck off. <laughs> okay, next one. <clears throat> Are you Australian? Because you meet all of my qualifications. <laughs> Obviously, you don't go. <laughs> Otherwise, she'll be like, uh, "Okay." <laughs> I really wanted to add the in joke there as well. <laughs> Are you Australian? Because you must. You meet all of my qualifications. Get it? Because I'm a mermaid. <laughs> I will, we will explain that in joke. Uh, we're going to have a special guest section where Big Timmy and Lady Giggles joins us, and we'll explain that in joke to you all. The I'm a mermaid. <laughs> when you got to say it uh, at the end of a joke, though. It's after the punchline, and you're there going, "Get it? You get it? Because I'm a mermaid." <laughs> and they'll be like, "What?" Uh, okay, next one. You're hotter than the bottom of my laptop. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> You're hotter than the bottom of my laptop. You know, oh, that is, would that was that meant to get me hot under the collar? I don't know. <laughs> I'm not actually this tall. I'm sitting on my wallet. How is that a chat line? So he's just basically saying that he is that tall. I'm not actually this tall, I'm just sitting on my wallet. So that means you are that tall. Unless your wallet is gigantic. <laughs> I don't, how's that a chat line? <laughs> please answer that. Go on Discord, please explain how that's a chat line. How, how are women supposed to swoon at that? Okay, next one. Are you my phone charger? Because without you, I'd die. Now that one almost sounds a bit passive-aggressive. <laughs> or like, clingy. I'd probably lean more clingy with that one. Are you my phone charger? Because without you, I'd die. <laughs> You're like, whoa, alright, easy. <laughs> Calm down, tiger. <laughs> this one's passive-aggressive. I read this and I was like, okay, I don't think there's any way you could say this seductively. 
I'm gonna I'm gonna read it like a Spanish person, like Antonio Banderas. You know, he's he's a bit seductive, right? <laughs> hey, tie your shoes. I don't want you falling over anyone else. I suppose I suppose there's a way you can make that seductive. Just make just put on an Antonio Banderas accent and <laughs> you're good to go. Mate, we'll do the rest as Antonio Banderas. Maybe maybe that's the way to make it sexy. But yes, how I read it was Hey! Tie your shoes. I don't want you falling over anyone else. <laughs> You're right. Jesus. Calm down. Fucking hell. <laughs> um, next one. Again, starting with the... Oi! <laughs> you slag. You fucking bitch. Hey. You're pretty and I'm cute. Together we'd be pretty cute. You get it? I'm a mermaid. <laughs> I also, I thought of what the woman's response would be there as well. If you were to go, hey, you're pretty cute and I'm cute. Together, we'd be pretty cute. I'm expecting her response to be, but you're not cute though, you're ugly. So together, we'll be pretty ugly. Okay, next one. Remember me? Oh, that's right. We've only met in my dreams. Even even with the Antonio Banderas, that was kind of creepy. I almost cringed at that. <laughs> Remember me? Oh, that's right. We've only met in my dreams. <laughs> so creepy. How would that turn you on? If that does turn you on, mention it in Discord. I'm expecting Timmy to mention something right about now. <laughs> saying, oh yeah, that totally made me hot under the collar. Made you moist. <laughs> Would you grab my arm? It's so I can tell my friends I've been touched by an angel. I mean, you could do that anyway. Angels don't exist. You don't have to be touched. How are they going to know that some, an angel touched you? Is there any evidence? Do you have any evidence? Are you taking a selfie when you do this? <laughs> That's a crap chab line. I mean, obviously, I don't expect them to go to their friends going, Hey, everyone. Hey, I've been touched by an angel. <laughs> and they'll be like, No, no way, bro. Oh, my God. Sick. Oh, drinks on me. <laughs> <laughs> I don't expect any of that to happen. No way! You got touched by an angel? Oh, I got touched by AIDS. <laughs> like, whoa, okay, moving on. <laughs> Next one. If you were a fruit, you'd be a fine apple. <laughs> you know what comes to mind? I have a fine. I have a pen. I have a pineapple. Uh, pineapple pen. <laughs> Apple pen. Pineapple pen. Uh. Pen pineapple. Apple pen. <laughs> I forget the tune. Well, here I am. What are your other two wishes? I put in brackets again what her response would be to that one. And again, it was, well, here I am. What are your other two wishes? Her response would be for you to fuck off and die. 
<laughs> because I don't see that working. Uh, next chat up line we have If you were a vegetable, you'd be a cucumber. <laughs> I then wanted to spin this around and say, Oh, I see. So because I'm not in a wheelchair, that means I can't be cute. <laughs> I, I was playing on the double meaning of the word vegetable, all right? <laughs> don't, don't, no, stop it, all right? It's a joke, it's a silly little joke. I twist the meaning of a word. Don't now chop my head off, okay? <laughs> okay, this is probably the best chat up line ever, so I want you to get a pen and paper ready. You're going to write this down, okay? Hawaiian or pepperoni. That's it. That's the chat line. Hawaiian or pepperoni? <laughs> That's it. So if she's lactose intolerant, she's probably going to say neither. Or if she just thinks that you're just asking a genuine question what pizza you should get, then she'll probably say Hawaiian or pepperoni. Um, if you're implying that you're buying her pizza then she's not going to be impressed because that's a bit of a cheap date, to be fair. <laughs> I don't get this. How is that a chat line? Who uses that? You just walk up to someone in a bar and go, hey, Hawaiian or pepperoni? <laughs> and she'd be like, excuse me? Hawaiian or pepperoni? She'd be like, um, I don't know, pepperoni. <laughs> okay. <laughs> How are you supposed to re respond to that? What are you then going for? Is that to break the ice? You're like, all right. Well, the ice is now broken. What's your name? Do you want to come to bed with me? <laughs> She'd be like, fuck off. <laughs> okay, here's another one. I've got a few more. <laughs> Are you going to kiss me? Or do I have to lie to my diary? That makes me think you're incredibly sad. Are you going to kiss me or do I have to lie to my diary? I mean, that's almost passive aggressive as well. <laughs> so is he there later tonight crying <laughs> with, with either the light on or under candlelight writing into his diary? Dear diary, I, I went to a pub and, and I talked to a girl and I said, uh, and then she kissed me. Uh, yeah, he was very nice. Because <laughs> remember, he's lying to his diary, isn't he? <laughs> so he's gonna write down that it was it was his best experience, but really, he's just crying inside. <laughs> Feel my T-shirt. It's made of boyfriend material. That one. <sighs> That one did make me snigger. I think that was that, that's probably the safest one you could use out of this entire list. Is fill my t-shirt, it's made of boyfriend material. I don't think, I don't see that one going too badly wrong. <laughs> you might get a little chuckle or an awkward laugh. Or maybe them thinking you're a creep, but that's about it. I don't see nearly anything bad coming from that. No one's going to chop your dick off. Um, so I think that one's okay to use out of all of them. I can't find my puppy. Can you help me? I think he went into this secluded, romantic area. All I pictured was an alleyway. <laughs> That's all I pictured with that. 
This one is very rapey. I don't recommend using it. I can't find my puppy. Can you help me? I think he went into this secluded romantic area. Yeah. <laughs> don't ever say that one. Hey, sorry. Do you have a few mints for me to hit on you? I mean, that one's just direct and to the point, to be fair. <laughs> That's like the lazy man's chat line. Hey, sorry, um, do you have a few minutes for me to hit on you? <laughs> you're like, um, sure. Okay, sweet. Um, so you're hot, you're beautiful. Um, I want to take your pants off with my teeth. I want to have sex with you. All right, I'm done. Thanks for your time. <laughs> and then he just walks away. Do you have a bit of time for some sexual harassment? Yeah, certainly. <laughs> Knock yourself out. I have a knife and fork. All I need now is a little spoon. That one's creepy. That one's a bit cringy. Just someone asking, hey, do you want to spoon me? <laughs> I mean, like, uh. It's not best to use in like a, a pub restaurant. So if someone's eating and you go to her and you say, I've got a knife and a fork, all I need is a little spoon. And she goes, oh, here you go. <laughs> it just gives you a spoon and you're like, ah, I should rethink my strategy. <laughs> okay, seven more to go. Seven more. <laughs> if you were a phaser on Star Trek, you'd be set to stun. Eh. Yeah, there's not really much I could say about that one. <laughs> just meh, and I think that's probably the response you're gonna get. They'll just—they won't even say anything. They'll look at you, you'll say your thing, and then they'll just turn away again. <laughs> and you're like, oh, okay. I'll give you a nine out of ten because I'm the one you need. Now this one—it depends on delivery. I think that one's okay, but it depends on delivery. Because I think I made it. I think Antonio Banderas made it sound very creepy. <laughs> I'll give you a 9 out of 10 because I'm the one you need. You need to emphasize the one. I feel like I need to explain this to some of you. Because some of you are not getting this right. You know. <laughs> if, you, if you don't have anyone and you're using these chat lines. And you're, not, you're still not with anyone. Then clearly it's your delivery. It's something you're doing wrong. That a mirror in your pocket? Because I can see myself in your pants. That one uh, is just rapey. There's nothing more to it. It's just rapey. That just says, I want to get in your pants. And that's all. So, if you're a woman and uh, someone comes to you with this, have a spare pair of underpants with you and just give it to them. Although that in itself would also be creepy because then you know that some guy is holding on to your underpants and keeping it forever, sniffing them and doing God knows what else. My, <laughs> my point was that you give them your pants and they can, they can then see themselves in their pants as much as they want. They can wear the pants and go, ah, oh, <laughs> I'm now wearing your pants. Because that's what they wanted to do. They wanted to get into your pants. That was a really roundabout way of trying to say that joke, which is why it's not funny. Moving on. <laughs> If you were a steak, you'd be well done. Basically, you've been in the tanning salon for way too long. Um, you're burnt. You're you're cooked to to beyond 
perfection, I guess. I mean, to be fair, I prefer my steaks well done. I don't really, I don't like them rare. I can handle medium rare, but I prefer well done. And it depends how you cook it. If you cook it too quick and it's well done, then it becomes just like rubber. But if you cook it slowly uh, until it's well done, then it's still tender, it still falls apart, and it's still nice. So it depends how you cook it. If you're going for well done, don't cook it too quickly. Cook it slowly. <laughs> yeah, this one. Uh, hmm. I'll leave it for you guys to think about this one. My love for you is like diarrhea. I can't hold it in. That's a good analogy. My love for you is like diarrhea. I can't hold it in. <laughs> My love for you is basically like runny shit. <laughs> oh, that makes me feel so loved. <laughs> Your lips look lonely. Would they like to meet mine? See, all I can vision now with that one is a close-up on two people's lips and like the two eyes open on the top lip and then the, the lips just start talking to each other. <laughs> and like, oh, you look really lonely. Like, oh, hello, my name's Barry. How, who are you? Oh, I'm, I'm Stephanie. Nice to meet you. <laughs> and the final one. This, the, this final one, my mum gave me, okay? Someone went to my mum and told her this. Do you want to go halves on a baby? Yeah. Do you want to go halves on a baby? Now, either this guy is a cannibal and was wanting to share the carcass of a baby with my mother and say, hey, do you want to go halves? <laughs> Be like, what is wrong with you? I know what he's implying. He's basically saying, hey, I want to impregnate you. And you're like, why would you do that? Why would you say that to someone? What would compel you to go up to a woman and say, hey, let's make babies? <laughs> I don't see that going right. Whatever the circumstance. Hey, you, would you like me to put my seed in you and then we can create a baby? <laughs> Like, uh, <laughs> don't use the word seed. <laughs> it's just so wrong. But there we have it. That's that's the chat lines I had prepared for you guys. Let me know what you think in the Discord. Any chat lines that you've been given, ladies. Any chat lines that you've been given and you'd like to share. Any weird, creepy, passively aggressive. Um, any funny ones. Um, any ones that you thought were actually good, so then we can judge them and go, actually, what the hell is wrong with you? <laughs> but share them to us, because we'd like to <laughs> we'd like to know. And guys, if you had any uh, chat-up lines prepared, but you were just too afraid to use them, let us know what they were in Discord, and also, don't use them. Never use them. <laughs> it will not work in your favour, ever. Don't use them, for the love of God. <laughs> now, without further ado, <laughs> with that out the way, let's do some improv news. Good evening. You're listening to Improv News. I'm Johnny Cumdon. 
Tonight's news, we have Pikachu, Sex, London, Victoria, and staring semi-finals with Kanye West, a gay fish, in Andalusia, Spain. Kids from around the world dream about being a Pokemon master. However, the adults dream something different. Two adults in particular in London, Victoria, have opened up a gentleman's club called Pika Pika. On first glass, it's like any other ordinary gentleman's club, with drinks, billiards, a spot of gambling, but their latest addition attracts a certain different audience. The owners of the gentleman club, Jesse and James, have trained a Pikachu to be a sex toy. Their business has been open for a staggering three years now with tremendous success. Coming to you now is their current advertisement. Prepare for leisure and make it pleasure to protect the world from masturbation to unite our penis with our salvation <laughs> to have sex with Pokemon and fall in love to not get an STI from a Grimer's mom? Oh. <laughs> Jesse! James! Team! Team! Cock it! Blast off at the speed of light! Pay up front now! For half the price! That really didn't rhyme. Uh. Meowf, that's right, Wabbafed. <laughs> that, that didn't rhyme. <clears throat> Customers far and wide have been traveling to London, Victoria to see such a sight. They not only have a Pikachu, but they also have many other Pokemon, dependent on the customer's taste. It is said that the Pikachu in hand, though, was once <laughs> was once Ash's friend, but once Team Rocket, I mean Team Cocket, finally got their hands on the Pikachu, they brainwashed with a drowsy and managed to train him up to be <laughs> to be a gigolo sex toy. <laughs> Customers often enjoy rubbing their penis on his rosy red cheeks to get the vibration tingly effect. <laughs> Before Pika Pika opens, they dress Pikachu up in many different outfits, giving the customers a chance to Pika themselves. We have very little on this story because it could get horrendously worse. So I will peek at my... <laughs> I will stop at... I will stop at my peak. <laughs> and I will not chew. Because <laughs> I can see this getting worse and worse. <clears throat> Heading over to our sports news now, we will pass you over to Noe Jose, who will be discussing... The who will give you an update on the staring championship semi-finals in Andalusia, Spain. Gracias, señor Condon. Buenos días. I am Noé José, and the semifinals for the steering championship is underway here in Andalusia. 
Kanye West competes against a gay fish. They're staring at each other. They've been like this for hours now. It is so intense. It is crazy. Oh, and Kanye West puts on his latest move. You see that? He's putting on the deadpan expression. The bedpan expression you often see in interviews with Kanye West. When he's in the audience, when he should not be smiling, and you see him smile, he clocks the camera and then puts on the deadpan expression. Oh, the, the gay fish, he don't know what to do. The gay fish is now sweating. It is trembling. It doesn't know it's flipping and flopping, but it maintains eye contact. Oh, the strength between these two contestants is surely amazing. Oh, oh, and now look at this. The gay fish, the gay fish fights back. He holds it. He holds it. He holds it. Kanye West, he struggles. He struggles but he manages to hold it in there oh such a fight between the two oh and it's over it is over the referee has called the match the gay fish the gay fish has suffocated to death it is out of water for too long and he died and he died oh the gay fish is no more and Kanye West is the winner he's the winner and now moves on to the finals back to you in the studio <laughs> Back to you in the studio. <laughs> Thank you, No Way Jose. What an electrifying match that was. Well, that is all we have time for. I've been cummed on. Good night. And thus brings us to the end of the pod. Aww, I was enjoying that. I know, but we've got on for way longer than we should have done. So here is the random fact for the day, a very quick one. A civil war is never civil. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening to The Hen House. Good night! Yay! Yay! Woo, woo, woo! That was, that was very good. I need a poo.